This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 26, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. Two dozen states have crafted laws that allow the terminally ill to try drugs not yet approved by the FDA. But many difficulties remain in granting people throughout the U.S. the so-called right to try. Christina Sandifer is vice president for policy at the Goldwater Institute. We spoke today. Governor Jerry Brown, within a few weeks, signed into law a essentially a death with dignity piece of legislation to allow people to use physicians to assist them in ending their lives and vetoed legislation that would have allowed people to try non-FDA approved medications uh, solely for those people who were terminally ill. And that just is a sort of a weird juxtaposition where you can die, but you can't take risks in order to live. Yeah, that's right. So in California, we have the bizarre situation where you literally have the right to die, but you do not have the right to try to save your own life. And we just we think that's absolutely unacceptable. A terminally ill patient should be able to try every means available to him to be able to try to save his own life. But in California, that's just not the case. So what is the FDA process right now for getting a drug to wide availability in the prescription drug market? Over the last half century, the FDA process has become incredibly cumbersome. It takes on average about a decade and a billion dollars for a potentially life-saving drug to get approved for market. And when you're a terminally ill patient who, who has only, say, a few months, maybe in a few weeks to live, you just can't wait. 10 years for a treatment to become available to you. So how many states have decided this is essentially unacceptable and we would like very sick people to be able to uh, make an attempt to save their own lives by rolling the dice? In just under a few years, uh, 24 states have passed right to try to protect a terminally ill patient's right to try safe investigational medications. And this legislation is pending before even more legislatures as we speak. So when you say safe investigational medicines, they unpack that because these aren't these aren't shown to be in, in quote unquote safe. Sure. So this is the FDA has a clinical trial process that's basically a three-step process. The first step deals with basic safety. The FDA itself calls this basic safety testing. Right to try applies to treatments that have already passed basic FDA safety testing, or phase one of the clinical trial process. So in other words, the drug has been shown uh, to not kill you. Now, if the drug won't kill you and your disease will, we think at that point, terminally ill patients in conjunction with their doctors should be able to make a decision to try those medicines, even if they haven't yet been proven to work for that particular patient because they've exhausted all of their other government-approved options. Now, the, the traditional process for people having access to drugs that have not been fully approved or fully vetted are clinical trials. And what is that process like? And how does a so-called right-to-try law change that process? Well, the, clin- the right-to-try law is designed to work with clinical trial processes. Uh, the, the clinical trial process 
is an important part of the scientific discovery process, but unfortunately only about 3% of all terminally ill patients are able to make it into a clinical trial process. Uh, the rest of those patients, the other 97%, are frankly out of luck. And so what Right to Try says is that if you can't make it into a clinical trial, and your doctor says that this is the only treatment uh, out there that can potentially help you, that you can have access to these medications before they've been fully approved. Wouldn't people who otherwise would apply for a clinical trial uh, be drawn away from clinical trials in order to attempt to get that drug because with a clinical trial, you're taking the risk of not getting the drug at all? Well, in, in most states, right-to-try laws say that you can only avail yourself of right to try if you have either been rejected from a clinical trial or if a clinical trial is too far away. Keep in mind, uh, a lot of people are not able to join clinical trials simply because they are going on in other states and it is very costly for them to relocate to be able to participate in these trials. Uh, also, ironically, uh, sometimes people are too healthy to be able to join clinical trials. So in other words, the disease hasn't progressed enough uh, where you are actually going to be beneficial to study in the trial. But if you don't get access to those medications while you're still well, it might not help you at all, and, uh, and you may pass away. So what is the uh, – there is a conflict here because the F, uh, FDA sets the rules for the United States for what are approved and not approved drugs, but these are – you're talking about individual state legislatures that are – approving legislation to allow terminally ill people to try un relatively unapproved drugs. How does that conflict resolved? Sure. Well, you know, people have been trying for decades, for half a century, to get a right to try reform through Washington and have not been successful. So the federal constitution provides a floor to protect rights. It doesn't provide a ceiling. And so states can protect rights to a greater extent than the federal constitution. And in fact, all states do this. This is not a flaw in our federal system. This is by design. Our founders designed state constitutions so that when the federal government fails to protect people's rights, the states can step in and provide an extra layer of protection. Now, we're talking about the right to try to save your own life. That is a fundamental right. In fact, it's got to be one of the most fundamental rights that we have. So clearly, this is something that if the federal government is failing to protect this right, the states can step in and provide that protection for terminally ill patients who are out of options. Uh, some people fear that uh, drug companies will either just choose not to provide these drugs to people who are terminally ill, will essentially only provide them for clinical trials. You can understand that if, if the particular treatment or drug is extremely expensive to produce. It's not a, a process that is large and industrial. These are small-scale productions, runs of, of these drugs. What of that? Well, certainly right to try is not a cure-all. It's a step in the right direction. We need to get the lifeboats in the water and start providing an avenue for terminally ill patients to get access to these medications. But of course, Drug companies can decide not to provide the drugs, and there are really two main reasons why they might decide to do that. Uh, one, 
there is a fear among drug companies that the FDA will use what's called adverse events against them. So in other words, you've got a promising clinical trial going before the FDA. We've already talked about the fact that this can take up to a decade and a billion dollars to make its way um, to market approval. You decide to cross the FDA and provide these medications to patients who are terminally ill and can't get into a clinical trial. Uh, and say, because of course these, these patients are terminally ill, uh, if one of them passes away, the FDA may decide to use that against you and may decide to put a hold on your clinical trial. Now, the FDA says that it will not do that, it says it doesn't do that, but there's really no regulation or law prohibiting the FDA from doing that. So uh, certainly we would advocate for that sort of reform, um, you know, requiring the FDA to look differently on adverse events um, on that, that occur for terminally ill patients. Um, but also, as you mentioned, it's incredibly expensive to produce these treatments while they're still going through the clinical trial process. And so federal law currently prohibits drug companies from profiting from uh, medications that have not made it all the way through the clinical trial process. They can charge to recoup their costs, but that's it. So we also advocate for uh, federal reforms that would allow drug companies to make reasonable profits on their medications before they have gone through full market approval, because this will incentivize companies to provide these medications to people who need them. So uh, the more radical solution, I remember years ago, Charles Murray, uh, his specific proposal was for any drug that you want to sell and make claims about, uh, all you'll really need to do is put a sticker on it that says, this drug has not been evaluated by the FDA. It's not approved by the FDA, so go for it. Well, you know, and in fact, we have that situation in our country right now. People sometimes say that they're afraid of laws like right to try because they don't want people to be able to take snake oil. Everyone always says, you know, goes to the snake oil salesman who will, who will trick a terminally ill patient into taking something that won't actually help them so that the uh, snake oil salesman can make a quick buck. Um, but the fact of the matter is, in the United States, snake oil is perfectly legal and, in fact, is not regulated by the FDA because, in fact, it has that sticker on it, right? You see all sorts of um, treatments that will say this has not uh, been approved by the FDA, it's not subject to the FDA's process, and then people will make all sorts of claims uh, about what the effectiveness of that particular treatment. And it's sad that that occurs at the same time that real promising medications are out there to treat terminally illnesses, uh, terminally, terminal illnesses that could actually save lives uh, and that, are, that patients cannot get access to them because their government says that you have to ask permission first. So what are the, the specific federal changes that would make right to try a more promising avenue of reform at the state level? Well, again, we, we think right to try is an important first step. And in fact, patients are already being treated under right to try laws today. To make this even more effective, to encourage more drug companies to participate, um, it, we would propose that Congress pass a statute allowing drug companies to make modest profits uh, from these treatments before they have uh, been fully approved for market so that they will be incentivized to provide these treatments to patients. We would also propose that uh, Congress 
pass a law prohibiting the FDA from using those types of adverse events um, that are, you know, likely to occur when you're dealing with terminal patients uh, against the drug companies in their clinical trial process. Um, and, and also, we encourage the FDA to look to other countries uh, that, have, that are, have already tested a lot of these medications and use that data here in the United States to pass, uh, to speed up the clinical trial and drug approval process altogether. The fact of the matter is, oftentimes Americans have to travel to foreign countries in order to get access to life-saving medications that they can't get here in the United States. We see this happen all too often. And so, um, that's because the FDA is reluctant to share data with other countries um, in order to speed up that drug approval process. And that essentially means wealthy people get better access than lower income people. That's exactly right. If you have the political connections and the means to relocate to another country, then you can get access to these treatments. But if you do not have those means uh, or those connections and you're stuck in the United States, then you aren't able to get access to those treatments that could potentially save your life. Christina Sandifer is vice president for policy at the Goldwater Institute. Learn more about regulatory impediments to better health at our website, cato.org.